time to talk college football with Brett Beard from the Bumo Bug Show starring Brett Beard on 93.9 The Score in Alabama, North Alabama, as a matter of fact. Good afternoon, Mr. Beard. How are you? He is. Hoops Beard is doing okay, enjoying a little college basketball. By the way, do yourself a favor and never move. Uh, You were gracious enough to give me the the week off last week with our award-winning segment. Um, My best advice, just never move the rest of your life. How far did you move from your former location? 60, 60 miles, and it really wasn't so much the distance. And I was I was in a small apartment, but it is amazing at what you accumulate in seven years. As long as you've been in your house, it would take a dump truck to probably <laughs> empty everything or what you need <laughs> to get rid of. But, again, just do yourself a favor and just stay where you are for the rest of your life. You'd like for me to use a dump truck to get all that stuff out of that bulldog room. <laughs> it's dickerly. Listen, I'd even be glad to come over and help get rid of some of that. I bet you would. I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. Well, I'm glad you got moved. And, and uh, yeah, it's not a fun thing for sure. No. It's uh, <laughs> it's not, not fun at all, but uh, I know how that is. All right, so Alabama, when are they starting spring practice? I, your brother sent some notes, and it says TBD. Is Nick ashamed a, a to announce when he's starting spring practice? Well, officially it is going to be March the 20th uh, to begin spring practice. You know, we're going to see the big question is going to be about Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow. He's going to play quarterback. That They've got two of the freshmen. Hi, Simpson. Uh, who I think are going to be good, but I've been saying all along they've got to go back and, and establish the line of scrimmage. Now they've got they got some kids, uh, but they're able to uh, to uh, switch. Kane Proctor from Iowa to Alabama. I think he's going to come in. He's got a good start to play, but you know, again, we, but we've talked about this same thing. That there are ten new offensive coordinators in the league. There are going to be a lot of quarterback battles. Yeah. Georgia's got one, Alabama's got one, but to me, they've got to go back and reestablish the dominance on the on the line of scrimmage. Ty is the the leader in the clubhouse going in, isn't he? In your opinion, I, I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. Again, Milro, listen, you've seen this in the NFL for years. Uh, again, Milro is a dynamic athlete. Guy is now he weighs. 230 pounds. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Anthony Richardson. They both are, are about as accurate throwing the ball. But I think Ty Simpson is much more accurate. He's he's done a good job. He's been there now for a year. He's a coach's son. He's got a lot of the intangibles. He's a good-sized kid himself. But I think whenever things said done, he's probably not going to announce who the starter is. That's yeah, you and I have noticed that in the last five years. Coaches are not going to announce who a lot of starters are. For for really, it used to be because to motivate the players. Now it's to keep them there. Uh, yeah, what we talked to Rodney Orff, Tyler Insider, yesterday, and there's some speculation. You know, whoever loses that job 
may move on in May. But, I mean, you and I could say the same for half the quarterback battles oh, yeah. in the SEC. Absolutely. No no question about it. Well, yeah, they're not going to announce anything. That, that That's no. for sure. No. It's going to be – I mean, neither is Kirby. We won't find out anything yeah, until – Right. right before the the first game, if not when they run out on the field. Uh, what you hearing from Auburn on their quarterback situation is they've already been in spring practice a little while. Well, the Freeze likes Robbie Ashford. Uh, he likes the running ability more than he do, do, does throwing. Uh, you know, again, I keep coming back to this, and this is not a knock on dual threat quarterbacks, but you and I have talked about this. For a long time, he can run, he can make plays, he can extend plays. Now, he threw a nice pass in the corner of the end zone in the Alabama game, but, it, but again, that's one of the reasons JT Finley's still there, uh, uh, Grenier is still is is there, but he likes Ashford's ability to run the ball and open up, uh, again, the offense with that. But he's just got to improve his passing. And I still think that they may go in the portal. Several of the Auburn beat writers have mentioned to us. In fact, they're off this week. They've got spring break at Auburn. But they've had, they, they've had three practices. He's installed Jason Caldwell of Inside the Auburn Tigers. Told us today he's installed about 20% of the offense. He likes Ashford's legs. If he can teach him had to throw the ball, but he's another one again. If he sees that Ashford, uh, he just can't improve the passing, they may go in the portal again and may bring somebody in. If nothing else, it is a more competent backup. Now, Philly's got the experience, and he's had some good games, but it's the same thing. It's just the consistency, and Philly just hasn't been able to show that. Finley would seem like the perfect backup quarterback because he's obviously not going yeah, anywhere. He's not going to win a starting job. Brett Beard, our guest, at Brett Beard on Twitter. Hey, you, you mentioned Richardson a few moments ago. I mean, I know you're going to be jonesing for your boy Bryce Young to be the number one pick mm-hmm. in the draft. It, it's uh, amazed us that Anthony Richardson is getting the love that he's getting even after the combine. Are you buying it? I, listen, again, I, I go back to Milro. Uh, he's a dynamic athlete. He can run. Uh, I, again, you see a lot of stars in the combine, but I still go back and say, well, what you and I have said is the, the, the proof is in the pudding. Go back and look at two years of tape. Now, whatever you think of Dan Mullen, and a lot of people don't, but, but, but Mullen knows talent at quarterback. And uh, but Richardson can run. He can break tackles. Now, again, against Tennessee, he looked pretty good. And against some games, but it's just the consistency. Uh, again, it, it, he has thrown, and Brother Brent has mentioned this on Mondays on your show, he had some horrible interception, and, uh, interception in, in his career at Florida, and particularly two or three in the red zone that really turned uh, games if he's in the right system in the NFL and they're patient with him in two or three years, but but still, you've got to be able to read defenses. You've got to, to, to throw the ball accurately, uh, and he's just not there yet. Again, I know people have asked, well, can you put him at slot receiver or somewhere? But he, in his mind, he wants to be a quarterback. 
and I sold on him. No, I, I mean again, he he really showed out. He's 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 huge kid who can run and do some things, but he's got to improve his accuracy and his passing much more. Uh, you know, can you be a competent backup in the NFL and have some highlights? I don't think there's any question about that, but can he lead a team to the Super Bowl? My answer to that right now is no. Well, but, you know, you, you think about what the four top quarterbacks did against the two-time defending champion Georgia Bulldogs defense, which you may know mm-hmm. uh, is right. a pretty was a pretty good defense it, it, the last it, two yes. years. Yes, it was. And uh, Will Levis did nothing. I know. Anthony Richardson did nothing. Bryce Young was good in one of the two games that he was in. And C.J. Stroud was really good in the one game, at least yeah. for two and a half quarters. Right. So it's like, how am I supposed to feel that Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are on par with Stroud and Bryce Young, even though Bryce Young is like Gary Coleman's height? Uh, they're not. Uh, again, uh, I just go back and look at their four games in spots. He's going to be good. Uh, and again, uh, but, but my, uh, you know, Stetson Bennett, I, I thought did very well in the combine. I keep telling you, I've been, I've been on this show for years telling you, even though you, some of your derogatory comments years ago that he had a future now. It may be in the third or fourth round. We'll see where that goes. No, for a while I had, proved- a, I th- for a while I thought he had a future at State Farm. Well, well, it, according to you, that's where he was going. And particularly two years ago after the throttling by Alabama in Tuscaloosa, some of your Gary Coleman comments, but he looked pretty good in the combine. <laughs> but, no, no, you're right. Uh, again, Young being able to glide in the pocket, extend plays, and just make decisions. That so much of this game is mental, and particularly when you get to the NFL. Listen, you're going every week, and I know it's a lot of it is in college, but when you're in the NFL, you're going every week against defensive coordinators who have been in that we in that league for ten to twenty to thirty years. Yeah. They know how to put pressure on quarterbacks. They know how to get to them. They know how to double. They know how to disguise coverages, and it's just going to be a lot tougher for those guys in the NFL. Brett Beard, our guest, talking college football. And, yeah, Stetson was so good at the combine that I think Bryce was afraid to throw. <laughs> I don't think there's any question about it. That that had something to do with it. He's going to leave the throwing physical part of it for the Alabama Pro Day, okay. which I believe is going to be March 23rd. All right, yeah, we'll we'll see how how they do in their pro days. It's going to be fun to watch these quarterbacks. We we were talking yesterday. Boy, you you want to talk about a roll of the dice? I mean, you know, look at Mac. You know, Mac. Uh, I hope he's given more time in New England, but who knows? He was the fifteenth pick in the draft a couple of years ago. Uh, obviously, if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson's gone. That that two year experiment didn't work, right. and he was the second pick in the draft and two years ago people were going nuts over him trey lance was someone people were going nuts over i mean these quarterbacks it, it's just a crapshoot isn't it well it is but but i keep going back i know a lot i know levis uh, and richardson have all the physical tools but uh, listen you see the nfl game or you're closer to it than i even than i am 
it's the mental part. It's above the shoulders yeah. is what these guys are looking at. And, again, I think Richardson, uh, you know, and Levis, uh, and Levis, I, I can count on two fingers how many great games Levis had this last year. I, I mean, know. you saw you saw some of that. Does he, does he have all the physical attributes? Absolutely. And, again, the Kentucky offensive line wasn't as good last season as it was in some of the years that he played. But, boy, but didn't they more, have some receivers? You would have thought he could have showed out with some of those young receivers. They, they, that he they had. had some young receivers. Barry and Brown, a kid from yeah. Pearl Con, was good. And they had, they had a couple of other ones. But it just didn't click last year. It, it, you and I saw that. He had a couple of games where he barely threw for 100 yards. Well, I know. And I know there are reasons for that. But to me – uh, for these guys to take the next step, and that's where Bryce Young and some of the other ones have got the advantage. They can process, they can make decisions quicker, they, they can extend plays, and even though they're not 6'4 and 230, they just got a better head on their shoulders. And I'm not being dropped toward, toward the other quarterbacks. Again, right. in the NFL, you've just got to be able to read defenses and make instant decisions. No doubt. You you really do, and it's going to be uh, interesting to see what those teams look at because you would think if I'm an NFL executive, I'm saying, okay, I like Will Levis's arm. I like Anthony Richardson's arm and his skill set. What did he do? And then you go look at some of those tapes of some of those games in the conference. And That's right. I don't know how you're going to be kind of turned away by that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. All right, um, this new Big 12 commissioner – what yeah. do you think about him? Uh, it's, well, first of all, isn't it interesting the last two or three commissioners have had more of a TV background? And, again, you, you, you and I talked about this. That's where so much of this stuff is going. And, yeah. and the last two hires, uh, we've had a couple of callers ask on the show, do you ever hire – a former athletic director who may have had some coaching ability. Now it's it's a TV executive. It's so <laughs> key because these TV these TV packages, you know. And and you know we've seen this week is the Pac-12 and the ACC going to merge at some point where they can put together a better grant of rights deal. And But what we've discussed this on your show, the biggest problem you've got with the ACC, Andrea Adelson is a good friend of ours. She writes, she's a senior writer for ESPN, and she works very closely with the ACC. They're, they're going to be making 30 per team, 30, uh, uh, less, $30 million less than the SEC, and they're trying to figure out that they come up with, they came out with these twenty thirty six uh, grant of rights deal to keep from other conferences from poaching their teams. But what it does is it limits your revenue, and particularly your your TV revenue. And that's one of the reasons why some of these commissioners with that, that they're either now like the NCA president, a, a former politician, or a TV executive, and I get that because that's going to be such a key because that's where the money's coming from. But to me, it wouldn't help for some of these commissioners to know something about commissioning, about being an athletic director, about working with different personalities, 
et cetera, because that's going to be so important. The there are not many Mike's lives around, and and he was someone bless his heart. He actually remembered my name several times at SEC Media Days. I'd see him for the first time in a year, and you say, "Hey, Brett, how you doing?" Without even looking at my lantern. Uh, and yeah, but that, that's people. that's only because he would see you behind Nick Saban when Saban was well, interviewed at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, that was some of it too. <laughs> but again, the the, the, the the key to this Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve is uh, what kind of TV deal are we going to come up with to increase the amount of money that we're that we're giving the conference teams because we're going to have more realignment, and it wouldn't surprise me if it happens in the next two or three years. Well, so but when you're the ACC and you know that you've got a couple of people who aren't happy, yep. Do you take the approach of I don't give a damn, let them leave because I'm going to get their TV money for the next four, 13 years, or you know what I'm saying? I mean, but but do you really want unhappy members? Wouldn't it be better for them to come to some conclusion of how they're going to look ten years from now compared to having a team in their conference that doesn't want to be there? Yeah, I don't think there's any question. They've got to come up with some kind of a compromise with this because, you know, two of your better teams that we keep hearing, we've been asking, well, who's going to win the ACC? And Clemson's still going to be there, but Florida State returns practically. They lead the nation in returning productivity. And there's a good chance Florida State may win 12, 13 games this year. But but Florida State – their president has made it known he is very unhappy with yeah. the current deal that they've got right now. Clemson is not very happy about that. Again, they're the two. They're the two at the top. You've got to be able to work with them. But uh, and again, I know the ACC's working. They hired a firm literally this week to try to enhance uh, the, the, the TV rights deal and try to find some some other avenues, some other revenue streams to make some money, uh, they're really at kind of a crossroads. They've got, you know, are they going to say, well, go ahead and bitch all you want to. We've got you in the league and you're not going anywhere. But I think they've got to realize that they've got to make some kind of compromise with Florida State and Clemson because they're, again, they're the bell cows of the league. I I just don't think Miami's going to be there for a while. But, yeah, there's no question that they've got to come up with some compromise to make them at least satisfied to, to remain in the league. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because there, you you still feel some instability in this sport with some of these you teams do. that just need to find – I mean, look, Oklahoma and Texas found their home. I think most SEC teams, they're not going to leave. They get the no, big check every year. Not. But it's like – you know, these other teams are going to have to find out what their future is. And uh, you almost think that the trigger is going to be the expansion to want them to get to where they are going to be for that. So we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see how it, how it goes moving forward. All right, Brett Beard, don't get kicked out of your new place. You'll have to move again. Be careful there. Well, I'm going to try to behave, and, and I'm going to try to behave in Nashville. I'm going up tomorrow. I, I've always thought Friday was the best day of the tournament. You've got the four. The four top seeds, and we keep hearing there are seven now that are locks from the SEC. Vandy, who's won eight of their last nine games, they lost the big kid, Liam Cohen, who's about seven feet 250. He was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year 
or the co-defensive player of the year, but I'm going to try to behave myself in Nashville, Tennessee, while watching some hoops action. Are you going to be behind Nate Oates after they interview him, or are we going to have to look uh, for you tomorrow? I kind of doubt that. I would imagine they're going to get Nate out of there pretty quick. J-Rad wants to know that uh, – wants you to know that Mechie and Williams will not be in Nashville. Uh, J-Rad, thank you for that tip. I, I, will, I will not be looking for that, <laughs> even though Alabama – that would just be more added depth, J-Rad, to the team. <laughs> I don't think I like Jay Rad's tone with you, Brett Beard. You better uh, well, have him on Twitter. And, and listen, I keep saying this. I know you've heard this. I still think Mike White is going to do some things. He improved Georgia. He just doesn't have the talent yet. Nah. And it's like you've told people with Dansby, of course, well, we don't have that worked out. Some of the other things, we just don't have patience anymore in sports. But I do think Mike White, I think he, he, he turned around – Certainly turned around this year, and I think George is going to be much yeah. better in two or three years. He's got to go to that portal and get him some players. He does. He does. Like I they agree. all do, that's for sure. All right, Absolutely. Brett, thank you, sir. Always great to talk to you. We appreciate it. Have fun in Nashville. Bye, be careful. All right, buddy. Have a great show.